audit announcement has been paid for by the WZWA Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Insider's Edge podcast here on the WCWA Network. I'm your host with the most on the West Coast, California Imperial. It's a joy to be with you all once again. And speaking of a joy right here, right now, this is a joy because if you've seen any of uh, our reviews of any of the NWA pay-per-views over the last, I don't know, year and a half, you probably would have heard me say that a certain somebody is my favorite professional wrestler going today. Now, I know a lot of you know that my favorite wrestler of all time is Kevin Nash. But for current day pro wrestling, there is only one person, one person that I'd say is my favorite. And here comes the introduction of a lifetime. <clears throat> She's intelligent, smart and funny, and an athlete of the highest regard with an in-ring legitimacy that is second to none. You might take one look at her and think she's from the island of Thermoskura, home of Wonder Woman and female warriors known as the Amazons, because many believe essentially she is the blonde Wonder Woman. She's got a natural cool factor to the point that if you spend too much time around her, you could catch a cold. All these traits and yes, she's also absolutely drop dead gorgeous. She is the one and only NWA World Women's Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Brick House. This is... Camille, how are you? Oh, I am great. That was quite the introduction. I very much appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> it's I have a, I have a, oh, it's like, look at my shirt. It reminds me of, of what you said. Exactly. Ooh, is this, is this, um, she, she Hulk uh, or what? No, uh, she, Hulk she Ra? She Ra, yes, she Ra, yes. she Ra, yes. She is also yeah. very cool, just like you, Camille. Yes. Very excited to talk to you uh, here today. Uh, and if that's the best intro you've ever had, uh, you're the NWA World Champion. So if I'm the best ever Camille Introduction World Champion, Kyle Davis has some catching up to do. So He does. He. I need to show him this and say, get it together, Kyle, for sure. <laughs> uh, so this is pretty much how the interview is going to go because you are my favourite. So uh, I, I will start off with a question like, you know, would you say your run as NWA World Women's Champion has been excellent or fantastic? What would you say, Camille? I would say it has been fantastic. <laughs> I'd say fantastic. Uh, it's, it's been well over a year. I think it's over like 500 days at this point. I, I can't keep up. Usually I know when I do like certain podcasts and they'll tell me it's been however many days. And I'm like, oh, thank you for letting me know. But uh you know, despite however many days it's been, it's the fact that I've uh, defended it against so many like top athletes in, in the business and um, and taken it even outside of the NWA, you know, to independent shows and stuff like that. And so that's something that I'm really proud of. You should be. And, and, and you know, compliments galore on this interview here, because I want to, you know, have to, I've got the chance to tell you you're a dominant champion, yet you make your opponents look good in defeat every single time uh and 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 i'm going to keep going back to that as we go through this interview it's one of the things that has led me to say that you are my favorite um but camille the first question i always ask everyone on this show you've probably been asked it before but uh, how did you become a fan of professional wrestling before you got involved in the business 
I just became a fan literally because it was on the TV with my dad all the time. He was a huge wrestling fan. And so, you know, he would always put it on the TV and I would just sit there. And that was kind of our bonding time is watching SmackDown Raw and going to shows at what was the, um, it was called the RBC Center back when I lived in Raleigh, North Carolina. Well, I lived in Durham, but the RBC Center was in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, um, and yeah, I just really loved going to see the live shows. I mean, I liked watching on TV as well, but going to the live shows, I mean, as I'm sure you know, there's just nothing like it. And it was so exciting as a kid. And then... I got into about like high school and you know, when you're a high school girl, you kind of like too cool to hang out with dad and mom anymore. So <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> so I didn't, I, I kind of got away from watching it for a while. And, um, but then sometimes when I would visit back home, my dad and I would go to like independent shows just in the, in the middle of nowhere. And they were like terrible independent shows. Like the wrestling was, was terrible, but I always had such a great time. And that's kind of what got me into uh, wanting to be a wrestler myself is just because the, the entertainment aspect of it was something that I felt that I could do. Right. That's cool because it, it used to be quite competitive because uh, mm -hmm. you've got a healthy background in sports, softball, football. Uh, was there ever a sport or is there anything that you're not good at? Uh, I would say soccer was not my, my brightest, you know, point of athletics uh I, I i i didn't really give it much of a chance i only did it when i was little like all little kids you know you play soccer and it's the all the little kids follow the ball and it's just you know a little group of kids running around you know how it is and uh i would so and the times i would be goalie i would sit there and pick the grass you know i just i was not really into soccer and also because i hate running absolutely hate it it's the worst thing ever and so that was not really for me soccer well football i don't know what, what do they call it in australia uh the, yeah they call it soccer over here as well yeah oh okay okay well yeah. soccer slash football not not my forte right yeah and no, i think that's what uh the the u.s and australia have in common because you have your own football we have our australian rules football i don't know if you've seen the ridiculousness that is australian rules football but um you should know i haven't i've seen i've seen some rugby i don't know if that's the same thing but I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll link something to you on Twitter and you can check out yeah. that stupid, ridiculous, <laughs> amazing sport called Australian rules football. Um, but anyway, <laughs> back to you. Uh, you hit my radar as a fan when you were backing up Nick Aldis in Strictly Business with the mm -hmm. likes of your hubby Tom Latimer, uh, Chris Adonis, of course, uh, Royce Isaacs, uh, the big bad booty daddy, Scott Steiner, <laughs> May Valentine as well. Uh, it's a great run. What a great group of people there uh, that you that you were working with. Um, right out of the gate, wanted to ask, what do you feel you learned most from working with that group? I think I learned the most probably about just like in-ring psychology and, and the business side of wrestling, especially working with um, Nick so much and just kind of sitting there when he was putting together matches and listening to, you know, the thought that was put into putting together the matches and why certain things were put here or why certain things were put there. And then, like I said, the business behind each match that was put together and the buildup to the matches and also kind of realizing that you can't sell tickets after the match. Right. And so that how important that buildup to the match and the story going into the match was, and just being able to be good at promos and talking and talking people into seats. And so that's something that I'm really grateful for because I think that's something that gets uh, missed a lot of times nowadays because everyone's kind of worried about work rate and how good of a wrestler 
you are and they forget the the story behind what goes into the matches and like i said the match can be one of the best matches ever but if no one's watching because you didn't actually put them in the seats to get there then who cares right Absolutely. I remember a story Chris Jericho uh, told once where he wrestled Eddie Guerrero on pay-per-view in WCW and they had this amazing match and the crowd weren't reacting to anything because there was there was no heat put behind the match. Mm-hmm. So it, it rings true. Um, so that's cool to hear about. Uh, and and uh, another question I had here for you is we're, we're bouncing all over the place here, Camila. Oh, you're good. You're totally good. We're not keeping in any timeline here, but um. <laughs> A lot of people in pro wrestling or in any endeavor where they're on television or in the public eye, they have what I'd call surreal moments in life. Um, Aside from maybe winning the Burke and becoming world champion, what would you consider some of your surreal moments since, uh, you know, being involved in the wrestling business? Surreal moments. Uh, Well, one I know was, it was uh, last year, I went to my first music festival with Tom and it was in Virginia and, you know, it's a music festival. So there's just tens of thousands of people running around. And I looked like this. I wasn't in the Camille, you know, full glam and stuff like that. I just, you know, I was at in my festival wear and just a normal face and stuff. And then I remember we were, they finally opened the gates to let everyone in. And it was a huge flood of people going into the place. And someone said, are you Camille Brickhouse? And I was just like, how how did that happen out of like the tens of thousands, you know, of people here? And then that weekend, we actually had quite a few people um, ask us for for photographs then. And it was that was just surreal because, I mean, I'm not, I'm very realistic. I, I don't think tons and tons of people watch the NWA. We are a smaller company. So the fact that we were at this music festival and just kind of live in our, our real life, our normal life and people... Um, identified us as wrestlers that was um very uh, kind of a surreal uh moment for me right now that's really cool to hear because once i interviewed lenny lane uh from wcw and lenny told me about his surreal moment uh he was on an airplane sitting next to kurt hennig uh and uh, his ex-girlfriend for many years ago said lenny you're never going to be a wrestler you know and and lenny's favorite wrestler was kurt hennig and she ended up being a, a an air stewardess on that flight and she ran into him as he's sitting next to Kurt Hennig. So, oh, that's uh, amazing! That's a great story. <laughs> exactly. That's why I like asking about surreal moments. Um, yeah. So, uh, to nerd out a little bit here, um, I am a, a wrestling fan with a podcast, so I am a nerd. Um, running <laughs> the numbers, <laughs> I want to talk to you about your 583 day title reign as NWA World. Oh, uh, see, there it is. I, I always get it on these podcasts. I'll get the day. Okay, so it's 583 today. All right, all right. <laughs> As you said it before, I was like, damn it. Um, <laughs> um, you'll need to hold it for another 3,258 days to break the record. <laughs> yeah. Which is, yeah. About, <laughs> which is about 8.92 years or so. Uh, whilst yeah, that might one not time, be, one time. It might it may not be possible in today's wrestling world. You know what people are the wrestling fan. Oh, Roman Reigns has had the belt for so long and so boring. Right. But you know, what do you hope this run accomplishes for you and 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 everyone that you've worked with? I just hope that it accomplishes, and I think it I think it has um already. The fact that and don't get me wrong, very grateful for how I came into the NWA as you know, Nick Aldis's insurance policy. But the thing is people, I feel like people kind of looked at that as, um, 
me being like a valet type of role. And when people see that as their first initial thought of you, it's kind of hard to go from a valet type of role to now you're an in-ring competitor. And I think that it almost, like I said, well, I'm very grateful for the role and that's how you know people knew me at first. I also think it made it a little bit harder uh, to become a legitimate wrestler in, in people's eyes. Because it's like, well, she's she was just a valet. What is she doing, you know, wrestling? And so when I first started wrestling, I think there was a lot of, you know, doubt or criticism or, or questions about, you know, is she going to be able to do this? And then, you know, winning the title on top of that is how, how is she going to handle this? Is she going to be able to have these, you know, these lengthy matches with people and um, people w- that can't carry her, quote unquote, because she's green? You know, all, all, all those things you hear and see. And I think, you know, the fact that, this run, I've just been proving myself over and over and over again that I can have a good match with not just vets, with anybody, with anybody in there. And um, and like you said previously, I think that I I don't go into business like for myself. I'm already a champion. I already feel confident in where I am. I want the match to be entertaining for the people watching. And like you said, get the other person over even in defeat. And I think that's something that I have accomplished. I mean, I've gotten a few times for people in the back like, oh, you you give them too much stuff, you know what I mean? But I, at the end of the day, I want to make sure that they're also walking away and and they, they're elevated by their experience with me. Absolutely. And, and if you give them a little bit too much, but you still win, then that makes you look even better as far as I'm right. concerned. <laughs> uh, and I, I didn't think, I don't think I wrote this down, but this is one thing that I wanted to say to you as a fan um, you know, because I've watched probably the last nearly two years worth of NWA's uh, pay-per-views uh, for our channel. And uh, through that process, um, I, I, I became obviously a very big fan. And for the first time in I don't know how many years, because I became a fan in 1998, uh, I actually don't want you to lose. And this is how I was when I was 12, when I watched the NWO or DX, I never wanted them to lose. And right. then I became too much of a smart fan, you know, and so I kind of lost that. But now it's actually come back into my life uh, mm-hmm. that I'm on the edge of my seat. I don't want, it's like uh, someone going for their favorite football team. They don't want them to right. lose ever. So it's funny how it became like that for me. And I feel so silly that that's what's happened, but uh, it makes it so much more exciting because the suspense oh, yeah. that is built in every single pay-per-view title match that you've had, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, all these matches that you've had from uh, Melina, Taya Valkyrie, Kylan King, who I didn't even know of her beforehand. And after that, I was like, wow, she's great. Uh, Max the Impaler, I was really getting upset because I thought Max was going to beat you. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I felt these feelings. But anyway, uh, this That's is what good, though. That's good. Yeah. It is good. It's good to feel yeah. that feeling again. But uh, it this is. is what was leading to my next question was, you know, your opponents during this run have been fantastic. And uh, I, I really do believe you stole on the show on some of these pay-per-views. Um, who, who during this run do you feel you have clicked with the most and had the most chemistry with? The most chemistry with, I would say, is Taya Valkyrie. And I mean, that it goes to, to her, the fact that she's been doing this for a very long time. And she's wrestled all over the world and many different styles. And so Ty is one of those people that she can have a good match with, with anybody. And um, her pacing is, is so good. And the way that we just communicate in the ring together, um, it's just, it's 
great working with her and she's just a fantastic person you know outside of wrestling and so the chemistry there um every time that I have a match with her I don't I have anxiety before every match but my anxiety is a little a little bit less with Ty just because I know that like I that, like we talked about the chemistry is is there and I, I just I trust her 100 percent Right, that's very cool to hear, and I could I could feel that chemistry. I've seen you you both work together a few times now, so I can feel that as a fan as well. Uh, now, now speaking of the belt, the Burke, it's a very precious piece of history, and I only thought about this about ten minutes before the interview because <laughs> I know if I have something that's really precious, I, I, you know, like it's, it's it's like a baby or like a Ming vase, like a very expensive vase. You know, do you do you do you carry that? belt with you everywhere that you go for me it would it would stress me out with anxiety considering the the history of that belt and, and how old it is uh so I don't I mean I don't like take it to McDonald's with me or anything like that but <laughs> but uh yeah I, I mean I take it with me even to like to signings and everywhere I go like involving wrestling I take it with me but I will say when I first got the belt I forgot it a couple of times but like I didn't forget it completely. I just had to turn around and go back to the house and get it because when you first get a title, you're not used to having it with you all the time. And so I'd be like, oh shit. And I have to go back and get it. But now I'm just used to it. And like a lot, so many people too, they complain about the size of it. And I'm like, no, look, the size of it is perfect because if you travel all the time with it, it's so easy to pack away and it's so easy to travel with. So I personally like that it's a small little feminine belt. I think that's cool too, because some people have these massive belts and they've got to try and fit it in their bag and it's heavy. And I can't heavy. even imagine people who are a double champion. That would suck. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's too much. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, moving forward, the interview here, I, I wanted to bring up um, uh, th this situation. I'm sure you've been asked about this before as well, but I I, I was interested in hearing the answer directly to me. Uh Layla Hirsch was a really interesting opponent for you and the match was fantastic. Um, but uh, this, you know, kind of the angle kind of kicked off at AEW Homecoming in 2021. Uh, I tuned into this show uh, mainly to see Jericho versus Hoovy. It was pleasantly yeah. surprised to see that um, you were going to be there and, and have this interesting stare down with Layla because I honestly <laughs> thought the size difference made you look even more impressive than you are, which I wasn't aware was possible. Uh, so <laughs> well done, Layla. Um, but uh, how did you enjoy the experience there at AEW in front of, of, of you know, their audience? And did you see the chatter online from fans that wanted to see more of you in AEW? Uh, so at that point, I, I'm pretty sure that I was on Twitter. Yeah. So I did see um, lots of people being like, and I mean, and like I said, I'm very realistic. So going into there, it was one of those kind of like nervous things because it's like, well, when we have that stare off, people are going to be like, who in the hell is this? You know, <laughs> like, I, and I knew there would be lots of people that didn't even know who I was. But I think that also kind of made it more fun because like you said, then, then there's that chatter online. Like, who is this? We want to see more of her. Like, wow, she's impressive, you know. And so that was pretty cool. And just as far as the, the backstage part, I mean, everyone was really welcoming and nice. And so, you know, that's always a little bit of a nerve-wracking thing too going into a different locker room that you are not it's not like your locker room because you don't know if people are gonna be like well what are you doing here or you know trying to take my spot you know <laughs> and so and so that was really cool and Layla was 100% cool with me wearing my heels in there to you know give it that much of a <laughs> more of that impressive 
you know, stared out and I forgot who, cause at first, at first they wanted it just to be like Layla in the ring and then me come to the side and it'd be us be kind of far apart and that be it. And then someone was like, no, like get in there and be face to face. And I'm so glad because I wanted to do that. But like I said, I was new. So I didn't want to go like, no, let's go face to face after they just said not to. Um, but then someone changed it and thank God they did because that image that they got of us face to face and her almost just in my breast area, you know, that was <laughs> yeah. such a, such a good image. And it, it made for some good memes and stuff online and all of that. So <laughs> yeah. it, it was a really good time. Yeah, no, it was, it was really cool. And, you know, it would make people see that and be like, wow, I want to see what happens here because yeah. Layla is legit Layla Hirsch. So mm -hmm. you'd, you'd want to see what took place. And the match itself was unbelievable, I have to say. But then again, I'm your biggest fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel reps are important in pro wrestling. And by my calculations and plays, the internet can be wrong so often. But my calculations that I've seen online, in 2022, you wrestled 29 matches. Um, but the internet can be wrong. It might be more. But... Uh, it, if that is so, uh, you have improved at such a fast pace to be stealing the show in 2022. Uh, you, you kind of remind me of Bron Breaker with, you know, how, you know, many reps you've had so far, but you're already this good this early on in your career. Um, are you looking to push yourself to, to have more matches in 2023? Yeah, I mean, I, the thing is, if I could be booked every single weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I would. But unfortunately... I also know my worth and my rate is uh, a bit higher than a lot, how a lot of people works. Yes. And so, <laughs> so that does have um, a bit to do with it for sure. Uh, just being honest here. Um, but when I do love working outside of the NWA, just cause like you said, it gets, it gets reps in. And also you're working with different people. So people you might not be used to, you know, you might not, know if you have any chemistry at all and I think that's what challenge you challenges you and pushes you and makes you a better wrestler to get in there with people that you've never even touched before and see what you can do like I just had um two matches in the UK and it was funny because it ended up being the same girl both nights in different places and the first night the match I mean the match was pretty freaking good but you know it's that first touch you know the couple of little things here and there and then the second night we wrestled and it was just super smooth sailing so it just goes to show like if you just get a couple of times with someone how that chemistry can grow and how how you can just like learn from each other and so it's really it's i i personally like i i just was texting with someone about a booking and they were like do you mind working so and so and i was like well i don't care i'm i'll work whoever like i that's to me is is fun and although they say that you only get better when you work with people that are better than you which i do agree agree with to a point I also think that you get better working with people that aren't as good as not I don't want to say as good but as experienced as you because then you have to learn how to remain calm throughout the match if stuff goes wrong how how you can fix it and where the people watching don't realize that something went wrong and so there's a lot of variables I think that play into it when you're getting to work with lots of different people and so I definitely in 2023 want to work as much as possible but like I said it also comes down to <laughs> who can uh can book me there and so I've also been my big goal for this year was um because I've trained with my husband strictly my husband for four years and um so now 
while I love him and I think he's a great trainer and everything, and he's got me to this point I am today, I want to kind of venture off and train with, with new people just to learn. Cause I, I don't want to say I've learned all I can from my husband, but now I'm ready to like learn some new things from different people. Cause everyone has a different outlook on wrestling. Absolutely. And that's a good, good way to think about it. And to all you promoters out there, if you're watching this, come on, <laughs> come on, walk out the, Fork out the fork out the dough. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, get what you on. get what you pay for. That's what I think. So I think so. You're the world champ. Come on. Um, <laughs> uh, you are very dedicated to the NWA right now. Obviously, uh, uh, you're adding such prestige to the Burke, as they say. Um, this is where your heart lies right now. But to quote Kevin Nash, everybody wants to play for the Yankees. You're still very right. young with your career way ahead of you, would you ever want to possibly try with the WWE again, uh, you know, now that you've had some more experience after that tryout that you did with them? Um, because mm -hmm. I, I think you become a WWE megastar if it were to happen. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think anybody that says no to that would be lying. Truthfully, it's WWE is, like you said, the Yankees. They're, they're, they're the top of the top. And so I think that anybody who takes the wrestling career seriously they want to end up even if it's just for you know five years or something like that just an amount of time to prove like that you've quote-unquote made it and that you've that all the work that you put in all the long hours of driving all of the grinding that no one you know sees has finally paid off and so yeah I would love to have that opportunity at some point I mean even Billy my boss he understands as well like the NWA uh, although I freaking love working there and I love all of my coworkers, the office, it's great. Um, we just aren't on that level yet. And, and that's a fact. And so, uh, although I want to be there to help the company grow and get as big as possible, I still would love to have the opportunity one day to work for the WWE and show people on, on a larger scale, what I'm made of, what I can do. And then hopefully too, just outside of that, you know, like personal life type of stuff, stuff that I deal with, I would love to be a voice for, for people that deal with stuff that I deal with. And I think that being able to have a, a larger platform like that would, would, would give me the opportunity to, to speak to more people and hopefully like inspire more people. Absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about there. And, 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 and also with WWE, there's so many women there that you haven't beaten yet. So I want to see mm -hmm. you get over there and, and tick off all those names off the list. Yeah. Um, but you're right. And, and when it comes to things like you, like you've alluded to there, that the more people that, that hear um, of your personal experience, the more it can possibly help them with their yeah. experience. So um, I think it's very important. Um so uh, you've, you've worked with some incredible talent in NWA. Uh, you defended the title 27 times now. Uh, there's some ladies out there you haven't worked with yet, as I just mentioned, a lot of them from WWE, but uh, some ladies from Impact Wrestling, like Jordan Grace, that would be something. <laughs> uh, Killer Kelly, uh, Masha Slamovich, Jessica Havoc, Rosemary, a plethora of ladies from AEW, of course. Uh, have mm -hmm. you got your eye on anybody that you'd really like to work with? I do think that Jordan Grace is a good one just because, I mean, she's completely transformed her body into now she's quite the powerhouse herself. I know that she's significantly shorter than me, but she's jacked. And, she, and I know that she's, a, you know, a hard hitter and everything like that. And so getting in there with her and mixing it up would be 
um, really interesting. I'm trying to think that's impact wrestling. Of course, I've said it a million times over at AEW. Would love the chance to wrestle um, Jade just because she's undefeated right now. She's a champion. I'm a champion. We're both athletic girls. Why not? Someone's going to beta and it might as well be you. Uh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, so uh, another random question here that I wanted to throw out. The 11th of September 2000 was the last time that Medusa had a singles match. She's hinted for years she'd like to have one last match. Would you entertain that idea? Yeah, I entertained the other day on Twitter, actually. I think I quote tweeted her, still a champion who's going to take it from me thing. And I was like, hmm, you know, because I would definitely be interested in in doing that. Just not only from it being Medusa standpoint, I mean, it's freaking Medusa, but the fact that, like you said, when's the last time she had a match? I think a lot of people would be interested to tune into that just to see what, she, what she's got left in the tank. What can she do? And if it's with me, then that would be fabulous. Yeah, you know, I think she can do it. I think she, she can pull it off because I saw her in this uh, video that she did with Paul Heyman where she suplexed the young lad into the pool. Um, uh, oh, she, she, still, she still has some stuff left in the tank. And she's she is feisty. She's a feisty woman. So I think that she would have a, a lot to prove to everybody. So I would be definitely very interested. Yeah, well, there you go, Deuce. If you, if you see this, then, you know, let's make it happen. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, when you look back at the history of women's wrestling, Camille, uh, is there anybody you feel hasn't received the credit they deserve for the con their contributions to the business? Yes, it's funny you say that because I always talk about Jazz. Uh, Jazz, she's one of the people that helps to uh, produce an agent backstage. And she, I think that she was a, a bit ahead of her time. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons why she doesn't get the credit that that she deserves. I mean, she she looked the part she was tough she was realistic everything she did was aggressive and that was kind of back in like the divas era and um and so i think that a lot of people kind of looked looked over that or looked past that and so that's someone what i don't i just don't understand why she doesn't get more credit for for really being the first of that kind to be like a legitimate badass woman in, in wrestling yeah it's a good point that you make there with her because it it seems like people were forgetting the fact that she was actually doing what she was doing in WWE, you know, in that era, several years prior in ECW. She was already doing that before Trish and Lita started really getting in there. Victoria started really getting in there to, you know, become, you know, more well-rounded wrestlers and, and wrestle the same kind of style as Jay. So that's a good point. And it, it just boggles the mind that she is not in their Hall of Fame yet. Um, yeah, and she's someone that she they put her in there to work with Trish when Trish was brand new, and they trusted her to work with her when she was brand new. And so, like, even like credit for something like that, I don't think she's gotten credit for that. She kind of opened, you know, the world up for Trish and 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 helped guide her. And so she, she deserves all the credit in the world, I think. Absolutely, and and as we mentioned, Jazz's name. You've got people like Medusa. You got Ricky Morton. You got Austin Idol, all backstage there at the NWA, and and more. That these legends, these veterans. Uh, is there anybody in particular that you you feel you have truly learned from the most? I would say Jazz, just because she works with with the girls, and so like Austin Idol, I love sitting there talking to him. Ricky, Ricky always comes up to me with helpful, you know hints tricks and all of that stuff and he's he's just great um someone that i wish i could talk to a little bit more and i just trained with is dr tom pritchard um 
I think that he, I mean, anyone that you talk to in wrestling that's worked with him thinks so highly of him and that he's so knowledgeable. And when it comes to just any, any part of wrestling, the business side, the wrestling side, the psychology side, you know, he's so knowledgeable and that's someone that I would love to, to kind of pick his brain a little bit more. Right, cool. Some good names that you've mentioned there. You know what? I'd like to see you work a little bit with Fit Finley one day because I've heard he's been uh, quite the quite the uh, helpful hand. With uh, yeah, I, when I actually when I put up my status about what I wanted to accomplish in 2023, working with different uh, people, um, Fit Finley is is someone that came up a lot actually, and so I would love the opportunity to be able to work with him. And so I I followed him on Twitter, but that's as far as. <laughs> as far as that's gotten so far <laughs> no, fair enough uh i only got a few more questions here uh left camille um but uh it was really interesting to see you work three shows for xpw last year uh, i was really into it uh how was the experience working for extreme pro wrestling there in la hey i mean it was it was very different i'm so grateful for it because that's where i got to work with taya for the first time and that's kind of how our wrestling relationship started because um, basically the first time was me being there was a surprise. And so I had to get to the building extremely last minute. And so me and Taya put our match together in about five minutes. And, um, and then we realized like, wow, like, you know, we just had that natural chemistry. And so when Billy was talking to her, if she'd like to come in and work for the NWA and work, you know, program with me, she was completely down just because of that chemistry. So I'm very grateful to XBW for that, for introducing us. And um, also the fans there are just wild and crazy. And so that in itself is, is super fun because wrestling in front of, you know, more, a more calm crowd is just, it's doable. I think we've all done it in our, in our wrestling careers, but it's just so much more fun when they're just loud and crazy. And even if they're saying, the most inappropriate, terrible things to you. It's like, at least they're talking and at least they're loud <laughs> and at least the energy is there and feeding, you know, feeding into you. And so I, I thought that it was a great time. I know that they can be a bit quote unquote controversial, but I'm there to wrestle. I'm there to make some money and to work. And that's that, you know? Absolutely. And if people complain about it, like, did you not see the stuff that XPW did 20 years ago? Give me right. a break. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how some fans are these days but it was really interesting seeing you in an environment like that seeing Chelsea Green in an environment like that seeing Ty in an environment like that really interesting and I, I think we also need some more Camille versus Deanna Perrazzo in the future that's just my um, yeah I think so too that was our first time ever touching them and uh and it was a lot of fun I like like I said I like Deanna as as a human being as well and so being able to get in there with her and someone who, you know, she's, I think she's very like respected her wrestling ability in the wrestling world. And so to kind of hold my own in there with her was, um, was really a good time. And I would love to be able to wrestle her again. Very cool. Very, very cool. And, and speaking of Tyre again, uh, yes, this was the first time in XPW. And then I got to see the, the rematch there in NWA. And both times I was like, there's something there. It works. Uh, you also wrestle uh, in, in Mexico uh, last October at Triple Mania 30, working with her. How was that experience going to Mexico? So I've been to Mexico before with wrestling for um, Nacion and Lucha Libre. But at that time, I was not wrestling. I was just, um, I was sort of like the head of the American 
crew that was like versus you know very very um cliche you know americans versus the mexicans and so i was the head of the the americans and um so i knew that the crowd and the fans there were so much fun because they really get into it i mean if you're getting the right heat they'll be throwing stuff at you and everything so i was just so excited to finally actually wrestle there and um there there was a part of me though that was nervous just for the fact that I've never wrestled in front of so many people. And I was like, what is my reaction going to be when I, you know, when I come out and I see a whole arena full of, of people, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to react to that. But it was funny because when I got out there, I realized like with the way the lighting was and stuff, all you really see are the people right around the ring anyways. And so it just, it kind of just felt like an, another show, like any other show, because you only saw that, you know, around the ring people. And so that completely calmed me down. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. It's going to be, you know, just any other, any other match. That's the way you have to kind of look at it or you might overwhelm yourself. But it was my first time uh, doing a singles, um, like uh, weapons type of hardcore match. And so I was a little bit, uh, not worried, but I guess um, just wondering, like, how is that going to go? Because I've never really put together a match like that. I'm like, do we show off still a whole bunch of our wrestling skills or is it just going to be just super hardcore the whole time? You know, am I going to end up bleeding? I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. And so, um, but I think that everything, it went smooth for the most part. There was a couple of um, uh things that were supposed to be there that weren't ended up not being there. And so we had to kind of call some things on the fly, but I think that, you know, watching it, no one would have known that. And so we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. Right. Very, very cool. Well, that's nice to hear. And uh, uh, I just want to let everyone out there know NWA Nuff said is coming to fight TV on February 11th in Tampa, Florida. It's the first pay-per-view of 2023. Speaking of 2023, Camille, do you have any other goals you hope to achieve this year? Uh, one of them is I want to get over to Australia. And so, yep. So um, there's a few things in the works that, I mean, it's not a hundred percent, so I don't want to say, but I might, me and Tom might be able to get over to Australia and it'll be our first time over there at all. So very excited about that being a, a possibility. And really, I mean, just with that said, just, to continue being the champ so I can take the title to many new places. Like I'm going to Canada for the first time at the end of this month. Um, I want to take it to Australia. I want to, I want to defend it more in the UK because in the UK, those matches, none of them were title matches. So I want to be able to defend the title and take it to new places. And um, that's kind of the biggest, the biggest goal for 2023 is to, get more exposure for the NWA as the NWA's champ, but all like selfishly for myself as well, just to be able to grow my name and get everywhere and, and sort of, um, how do I say this? Get, get the, the internet fans behind me and to know, cause I think a lot of people that watch the NWA and, and love like old school wrestling. I think that they already are, uh, are fans of my work, but I want to expand to get more people to know what I'm capable of and behind me and just, yeah. I completely understand that the more eyeballs that manage to lay their eyes on you as you're working in the ring, then 100% strike rate, you're going to get 
a plethora of all these fans because you could sneeze and you'll impress people. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> I've been such a suck hole this whole interview. <laughs> but I've, I've had a lot of fun here, Camille. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to plug before we get to our final segment on the show? Yeah, so uh, we have come off of fight as far as having the powers on Tuesday. So now we're just strictly on YouTube on Tuesdays and we're having our first ever live power on January 31st. And they just announced that it's going to be me and Tom versus Psycho Love, which is Angelina Love and um, Fodder. So uh, doing an intergender tag. And so I think that's going to be really fun and also different for the NWA because we're a bit old school. So the fact that we're doing an intergender tag is going to be something um, fun and new and different for the fans. So I think everyone should just really tune in to that live power. Uh, if you've never even seen an episode of power, it's your chance to check it out. And, um, and then of course we have that pay-per-view, like you said, in Tampa after that. And so whatever we do for the live power should be leading into the Nuff set pay-per-view so if you like the power, then you can buy the pay-per-view and just continue to, you know, be a fan of the NWA and support all of us that really work our butts off to try to make the best product possible. Excellent. Very well said. Please, everyone, give it a chance. Give it an opportunity. I'm sure you will be impressed because I think the NWA are doing some fantastic things in professional wrestling today. Camille, it is time for us to get to our final segment to learn about some of your favorite things in life. The first question on this segment is, who is your favorite professional wrestler of all time? It's changed so many times, but right now I'd just say Brock Lesnar. Excellent choice. Uh, I think I might know the answer to the next one. Do you have a favorite opponent? Uh, yes, it would be Taya. It would be Taya. <laughs> so uh, in your career so far, do you have a match, one particular match that, you, you know, if someone asked you, you know, Show me a match of yours. What would be your favorite match? What would you show some? Ooh, that's tough because I have favorite matches for different reasons. Like one of my favorite matches ever is me and Layla. And it was because that was my first title defense um, outside of winning the, the title. And it was the first time that wrestling kind of clicked for me. And so um, I, that's a, holds a very special place in my heart. But as far as like the things that I can do and the mat and you know the excitement and the storytelling in a match, I would say me and Taya at uh, NWA seventy four to check that out. Excellent, that's a good choice as well. Uh, moving away from wrestling now, Camille, do you have a favorite book? Oh, favorite book! I used to read so much when I was little, and now I don't read at all. Um, the last thing I I can't say, think of a favorite because my memory's terrible, but the last thing I read, I think it was um, like Gone Girl. I'm not saying it's my favorite ever, but that's the last thing I read was Gone Girl. That's okay. Sometimes people don't remember their favorite or don't have one, they'll, they'll mention the last one. So that's okay. Um, uh, favorite TV show? I can't say I have a favorite TV show because I pretty much just watched like YouTube or like the limited series on Netflix, but my favorite genre is... Um, like murder mysteries and, and crime and stuff like that. I think most girls, <laughs> like I actually got Tom on it because Tom used to think watching that stuff was really depressing and now he's addicted to it like me. So we watch like, we'll watch like the um, interrogation videos and everything, oh, yeah. just anything like true crime and all that stuff. We really enjoy that. 
Right. Cool. I found a lot of my my lady friends they're they're a fan of uh of of like those murder uh podcasts mm -hmm. like uh Sword and Scale things like that. Sword and Scale, and yeah. They pop it in their in their earphones as they're laying in bed, you know, because the voice is <laughs> Mike Boudet's voice is. I know it's sick and twisted, isn't it? It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got such a calming voice as he's talking about all these horrible things happening and it sends all these 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 ladies to sleep very easily. Apparently. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I find that quite funny but uh, uh moving forward uh, do you have a favorite film of all time one that i can that i usually say is i love shawshank redemption i just it's a good the, the acting in it is great the story's great it's just i just love that movie that's a good choice we've had that quite a few times on the show that i think i've interviewed about 154 people by now so uh, <laughs> that's come up a few times and that movie did make me cry when I first watched it. Um, do you have a favorite musical artist or band? Oh, so I love I love sad songs or like lovey dovey songs. So I, I love like Sam Smith, Ed Sheeran, those guys. Uh, I just I like anyone that can like sing. You know what I mean? I like I like singers with a little bit of soul. Very nice. Who would have thought that the Brick House was such a softy? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving away from the arts now, not many more to go here, Camille. Do you have favorite food? Depends what kind of mood I'm in. If I'm having, if I'm like being bad, um, like a pizza or a burger. I really love cheeseburgers. Um, well, I eat a lot, like multiple times a week, is sushi. So pizza, burgers, sushi. Yeah, I think pizza's probably the most popular answer in the show. Sushi's pretty close as well. Uh, and yeah. I just smashed this huge burger earlier for dinner. So I'm I mean, they're great. You can't go wrong with a burger. You really can't. Definitely not. And uh, continuing on talking about food, do you have a favorite place to eat on the road? Depends what time it is. A lot of times we get done super late and everything's closed. And so, of course, I'll just go to McDonald's that's open um but as far as like sit down uh, i really i like like longhorn steakhouse like any sort of steakhouse if we have time to stick uh, sit down it's good because you can be pretty healthy you can just get like a steak and a potato and not put a whole bunch of stuff on it so to be healthy any sort of steakhouse really very nice so hopefully outback steakhouse might be one of those options uh, yes outback is good yeah yep we are good uh, <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite alcoholic beverage? And if you don't drink, just a favorite beverage in general. I don't drink that much. Uh, it's, it's usually like very special occasions. Um, favorite beverage. I, mean, I really just, I'm kind of simple. I just like coffee. I have to have my coffee every single morning. And um, that's really all I drink is coffee in the morning. And then just I try to drink water throughout the day, but I could be much better about drinking more water. Kind of, kind of bad at it. But yeah, coffee, my favorite beverage. Ice, hot, all variations of coffee. Excellent, excellent choices. And I am drinking because right now for me is a special occasion. Uh, no, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm not done with the compliments yet, you know. <laughs> I can't help myself. Uh, two more to go here, Camille. Two more to go. Uh, this is kind of like... Some people may consider this the naughtiest question of the, your favorite things, but sometimes you can get a very uh, meaningful answer as well. It's favorite male body part. You see a good looking guy, you see mm -hmm. Tom Latimer, you know, where will Camille's yeah. eyes go to first? 
So this is gonna sound weird, but I'm a I'm a mouth person. Yeah, I'm a very like I've gotten in trouble, but not in trouble, but people are will be like, why are you looking at my mouth when I when I talk to them? Because sometimes it helps me hear, and so I I like watch people's mouth when they talk, and also because I'm a big teeth person, and so I'm I'm looking if they like floss and you know all of that <laughs> stuff, and like the way the way their mouth moves when they talk is I, I just I'm a mouth person so yeah usually I'll look at people's mouths first right mouth. very interesting I think that's the first time we've had the mouth on the show um <laughs> but but you, you're right like I'm the same because I used to sing in a rock band so my my hearing's terrible so I have to constantly lip read even if someone's standing right in front of me yeah that that's why the mask thing was so hard for me I was like I can't hear you I can't because I can't read your mouth yeah <laughs> that was a nightmare for me too but i like that answer very cool uh and the last one here camille favorite curse word I'm trying to think of what i've i've been trying to do better about not cussing because i used to cuss like a sailor so i've been trying to do <laughs> do better about not cussing i mean it's if i mean i feel like it's everyone i fuck it's, it's just <laughs> isn't it everyone's it's just such a powerful word but i think that you also need to save it for because there's um have you heard of david goggins i do not believe i have basically he's this this guy who's in the military and he writes these like motivational books and stuff like that but he's on like joe rogan's podcast and every other word is f-bomb and i have to just turn it off because i'm just like all right it's too it's it can be way overused so if you just save it for a really like meaningful moment that's my favorite word because it can be so powerful, but it has to be used very, um, you know, sparingly. Specific. Sparingly, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. You see, you know, quality, not quantity. If you say it too much, you know, if you if you, you hit a pile driver thirty times in a match, well, it doesn't. It's not as special anymore. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Camille, this has been an absolute joy for me. I've really enjoyed my chat with you, and I'm going to walk away from this. Just, fist pump in the air because I know I made you laugh several times. Ugh, I think there I nailed go. it here today. Uh, but Camille, thank you so much for your time. Very proud of you and your accomplishments so far. Looking forward to you coming down under soon and I wish you the best of luck in everything. Thank you. I had fun today. So yes, be very proud of yourself. I am proud of myself, Camille. And you should all be proud of me too, because I just interviewed my current day favorite professional wrestler. I'm California alongside my new friend, Camille. And we will see you down the road. Thank you.